Welcome to Valentine Bluff and 2021 Slashers Paradise and our first episode of the new year. Hey, Lance, I haven't seen you since last year. Oh, dude. man, since Christmas. Golly. Woo. Oh, yeah. I uh, I was getting into the I was getting into the, the spirit of the. Of the, the, the time. The time. Yeah. It, I wasn't going to call it a holiday. I'm not going to call it a holiday. It's a Hallmark holiday. Yeah. Like created by Hallmark. Exactly. Right? So it's not a holiday. But the last time that we were together, we were talking about nothing but holiday films. We were talking about an act, actual holidays. Actual holidays. Right. But, I mean, there's other films like Hallmark holidays that we were talking about as well. Yeah, sure. But we just had a break. We had a long break. Yeah, we had a long break. Uh, I mean, we took all of January off. We did take all of January off, and here's why. Nothing comes good out good, well in January. No. Like they say about the movies, beware of the January movies, right? They're like, it's where like, if, you, if it looks like, oh my God, this could have been an Oscar contender, they dump it in January, so it's like, because, uh, you know, it's a year-long <laughs> consideration. The good ones are like the real Oscar contenders are released in December right. towards the end of the year, so that, you know, the buzz is still there. It's the buzz. It's the buzz. January sucks. January sucks. <laughs> There's like nothing that happens in January that's exciting. It's always the most depressing time of the year for me. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the only thing I look forward to in January is uh, uh, what is it? Have thirty or thirty-one days? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. That's the day I look forward to. The yeah. last day of it. Yeah, because it's over. Yeah, and that's because because when it's over is is when I'm happy. And then we start new holidays, even <laughs> if they're not real holidays. I know. So. Would you consider a holiday? Maybe maybe a holiday should be considered. I'm just going to adjust this real quick. Uh, and I'm going to get to the point. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because let me, and if I may be. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> holidays, maybe do they consider that if you work somewhere, you get the day off? Or there's maybe people who get days off from work? Or if you were at school, you got the day off? So then maybe Valentine's Day was never, ever going to be a holiday. I guess. I mean, Halloween is not... A holiday. No, but we it's don't get my that favorite fucking time of the year. Me too. Okay. Anyway, we're past January and we're headed into February and um, it's Valentine's Day coming up, everyone. You know, it's so weird because February has other obvious, more important yes. days to remember. Yes. Yet here Make we are. Make me look like a dick right now. <laughs> Make me look like a dick right no, now. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is like, <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that February is probably known for the most part for what? Valentine's Day. Yeah. Especially, okay, if you're a movie exec, you got all the money and Halloween just came out and or not just came out, but like Halloween exists, Black Christmas exists, and these movies are existing on these like days that are monumental of the year. Let's go. Valentine's Day. Let's do That's something. Right. But let's lean the absolute hell into it. You just mentioned, where are we coming? We're actually, uh, we've transported. We're coming to you live, not from, well, within the Slasher's Paradise, we're in... Valentine Bluff. If you live in a town, Lance, it's called Valentine Bluff. Are you just, you have no choice. No. There's, what, 3,000 people that live there, maybe? What did the sign maybe. say? Maybe. Oh, yeah, sorry. I I'm, I'm, I'm kind of spoiling. We're not just talking about nothing. Calm down, man. We're, let's we're talk not just about talking about nothing. Let's talk about our own private, our own personal Valentine's days. Oh, back I'd in love the day. to get into that. Yeah, I know you would. That's why I brought it up. Why mm. the hell else would I bring up Valentine's Day? All uh, right. What? What do you want to know? I want to know what, what was your favorite Valentine's Day. What's What's worthy of sharing with the world? I mean, there have been some clunker Valentine. I'll, I'll share a clunker. How about that? Because okay. like any Valentine's Day. Uh, since I met Caitlin has have been my favorites. Aww. As a matter of fact, every day 
Yes, Caitlin has been my favorite. Can we? All right, we'll put some points. How many points do you need? How many? Need? Caitlin, how many points does he get? I need them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'll share a clunker. Um, it was a clunker because later it was revealed to me as a clunker, and I hated that uh. because at the time I thought I was swinging and hitting hitting 400 whatever for the yeah. year you know i was nailed i had i was like this is awesome first of all this isn't new horror horror isn't new in my in danny gonzalez's life i love it i have loved it i will always love it and i decided huh uh valentine's day is coming up i could I, maybe receive what movies are coming out because i maybe plan a date with uh with a movie and like dinner and a movie that's always nice but it's you know it's 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 clean and it's classic, right? And if you do it right, there's no, who gets it. Honestly, what's wrong with movie uh, dinner and a movie? It's a classic sort of thing. Maybe it's not a first date thing. They always say, "Don't take go on a first date to a movie because you won't be able to talk to the person." Oh man, I should. I wish I'd known that. <laughs> that, that but, but that's what they say. And then you do go on a first date, and they're like, "No, it's okay. We'll talk anyway." And then I'm mad because you're talking to the movie. I don't want to date you. Oh yeah, you know that, I mean? that, that's a definitely. Yeah, don't killer. talk to me during the movie. I'm I'm watching. Yeah, don't talk during the movie. Don't talk during the movie. Not like we have to deal with that right now because nobody's going to the movies. Um, uh, so uh, it was the remake for Friday the 13th. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I think I'm kind of blowing this up a little bit, but if anyone has seen, and we may eventually get into this we down the road. We will eventually, yes. And uh, the Slash the, the of Paradise. <laughs> the Slasher's Paradise! He's been waiting to do that for the last two months. It's not going to be I the last time. I have a text time. every single day waiting for that moment. It's not going to be the last time, folks. It's just going to come out whenever it does. It's Friday 13th, the remake. Without giving away too much, because people do obviously a thing about it, the movie features gratuitous nudity. And one of the most realistic sounding sexual scenes I've ever seen in... Oh, the stupendous scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I'm in there. I'm in the theater, right, with uh, the girl I'm dating at the time, and um, the I don't realize. I look around, right? I don't realize. You don't realize that you're looking. Around? I don't realize that I look around to realize this now. <laughs> Once I look around, I realize she may be one of three girls in a packed house of Friday the Thirteenth moviegoers. Ooh. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is fine. She's with me. I protect her from these horror movie nerds. Uh, Little does she know that you are yeah, probably was, the biggest one in the theater. But I showered, so that makes me bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's dumb. Um, <laughs> so the movie has all this gratuitous nudity and, you know, it's just, that's basically the clunker of the story. It's just it's like... There was a lot of nudity. It was a heavy sex scene. And uh, we leave. And she gave me one of those. So you enjoyed that? Oh. And I was like, yeah, no, actually. Uh, the problem with remakes. <laughs> I, just go, <laughs> I just go into this horror mode where I'm talking about movies. She's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. This was and like a Slasher's Paradise precursor. Yes, yes. This, this, this sent me on my way. Anyway, it was not probably the best. But I thought it was such a romantic thing to take the girl I'm dating with to dinner, which... At the, it was actually at the theater too because it was the Alamo Draft House. Yeah, so okay. I mean, you can. Get I know that there. place very well. Yeah. So, uh, no, but you know, I had a good time and she did not, and it was just me being too much of a horror fan for my own good. 
Oh, man. It's not a good day. It led to an entirely awkward date. It was very awkward. Yeah. I remember my first Valentine was in preschool, and I had no idea what it was. Uh, my mom, I remember taking me, there's nothing romantic about this story. Uh, my mom took me and was like, here, pick out like Valentine's day cards for your schoolmates. I'm like, what the hell is Valentine's day? So I pick out some random thing. I'm like, I don't know. Puppies are cool. Yeah. Puppies are we, cool. My preschool had, everyone had their own bag and you basically went and put your own Valentine in everyone's bag. And that was my first Valentine's day. I don't think I've had much of a memorable one. It was like a since preschool then. speed dating. Hey, Pretty hey, much. Hey, let me throw. Let me throw it out. See, see who bites. Like, yeah, but I couldn't read at the time. I mean, it was fucking preschool. I'm like three and a half years old, so it was like a really random. Yeah, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I guess I'll do it. I guess it was my first, like, my only ever speed dating thing because. Well, yeah. I got a yeah. bunch of Valentines that day. I pulled. Yeah. I pulled Valentines <laughs> because I had to. Man. Yeah, everyone was required. You took Valentine's and then like, but you know, okay. So you ever bought like you're in elementary and you buy the Valentine's box of cards, right? You buy the the, the Valentine's day, the Valentine's cards. And there's like the, the, they're like wallet size, most of them, but then like they'll sneak in two or three that are big. The special ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to decide your mom's helping you fill them out or whatever. She's like, "Uh, do you want to give like these to your teacher? I'm like, what? Like, no, not now. No, I'm not going to give these to my teacher. She's like, well, who do you want to give them to? And then it's the decision. I know. You're like, oh, I got to give these to the pe- the girl that I want like to have the, the biggest Valentine. So that when you're giving them out, they'll be like, uh, you got the big one. <laughs> That's it. I went to a weird school. Obviously. Everybody's screaming like uh, R2D2. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, that leads us back to 1981 and oh. Valentine Bluff. Let's talk about a great slasher film. Right in the like the cusp of slashers. And we've had ni- 1980 was the big boom, right? I mean, we had Halloween, which came out, and then that gave us a little bit of space. And in 1980, 1980 was the boom. Mm-hmm. Now we're in 1981, and the boom is continuing on. Slash's Paradise. Danny, we're talking about My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. Oh, baby. I really want to get into this one because this is one of my favorites. It's Quentin Tarantino's favorite slasher film. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. There's a million interesting facts about this film. We're going to spread them out throughout the whole episode. I have a bunch of them in my head. I hope I get them all to you because I know that there's got to be some fans out there and be like, you didn't say this one fact. So I'm going to try to get to them. Yeah, until that's usually that- me after we're done uh, recording. I'm like, <laughs> Let's, you didn't say the one fact you about the one no. Lewis's brother who was in the hospital. What? What? I don't know. Okay. Just- Danny, yeah. My Bloody Valentine, 1981. Let's get our pumpkin spice latte. Our first one of 2021. Do not fuck this up. I'll I swear to God. To. I'll try not to. Danny, on you. Pumpkin Spice Latte for My Bloody Valentine, 1981. The story takes place in a sleepy town of Valentine Bluff, centering around a local bloody legend of a mining accident gone terribly wrong. A group of miners were not looked after by their supervisors and were... uh, blown to bits by high by rising methane levels that led to them being trapped underground. By the time they were able to be rescued, they had found out that the five had been only one, which was Harry Warden, who had sustained himself living by eating 
his other co-workers and Harry then goes on a rampage and kills everyone who was involved. The movie establishes the lore, then fast forwards to 10, 20 years later, 20 years later, where it is now the first Valentine's Day dance of Valentine Bluff Mm -hmm. and some things are starting to go awry on this momentous day that probably should not be happening. People start to die in eerily similar ways as to the original killer of Harry Warden. And that is my bloody Valentine. What a interesting story. This is like every campfire story, right? Like I think so. It's or it's one version of it. I think the next, the remake is even more so, but uh, before we get to that, um, just the opening of this film to me was so fucking creepy. There's no music. There's no sound. You're, oh, you dive so right into the mine with two people dressed in their, the helmet, the, the gas mask, uh, the, their lights are on, um, the jumpsuits and all this. And it's just quiet. And there's two people walking through the mine. And pretty much all you could hear is them breathing. Pretty much. That's yeah. it. There's no music. There's nothing. That's just the opening shot is these two people walking through. They're on a mission of some sort. They're trying to get somewhere. Yeah. I just don't know where. Well, I think I know where. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're obviously <laughs> trying to uh, find us. Uh, not that there are, you know, you're pretty much alone if you're 2,000 feet underground in this mine. 900 feet. 900 feet in this mine. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, there are so many facts. I know so many facts about That's this That's good. Thing. No, you got you to you gotta get the right information because 900 versus 2000, they're different numbers. Um, so yeah, the movie establishes with this really cool, eerie moment before the credits even roll or the mm-hmm. title card even rolls. And it is such a moment that's like, you are, the table is set. I'll put it that way. The table is set right away. You know what you're in for because if you have not seen any trailer, no promos for this movie, you watch it, you're like, it's just two people in gas mask walking down a mine. Then yeah. one of them reveals himself to be a woman. She undoes, you know, takes off her mask. She's got the big blonde hair. She does one of her, she does the Vidal Sassoon That's commercial. Right. <laughs> you know, the, or the Pantene Pro-V or whatever it's called. And she's got a, a heart tattoo on her chest, on her voluptuous chest. Which resembles HBK's. Oh, yeah. The heartbreak uh, kid. Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak <laughs> kid. The heartbreak man. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, we're wrestling fans too, yeah, so I had to throw it in he there. just changed his name? He's like, I'm not a kid anymore. You know, I'm not a kid. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, and and... Uh, she, you know, she's being very sensual with the mind, with the minor and uh, M I N E R, by the way. Okay, with with all the funny people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he doesn't want the mask taken off. He's like, no, 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 to take it off me. He just says no, but I added the, you know, the Thank extra you. context. Yes. And he proceeds to kill her immediately. He kills her immediately. Pushes her on a. Steak coming out of the wall, very Halloween six. Ooh. Or was it the pickaxe? It was the pickaxe. He put the pickaxe and then he pushed her on the pickaxe. He just like, yeah, he just like pushed the pickaxe ah. into her heart, into her chest. Right through that tattoo. I'm like, first of all, dude, great aim. What do you have? X ray vision? It's like we're in a My Bloody Valentine movie or something. And there comes the title card. My yeah, you know what I love? This, what I love so much about movies that were the classics yeah. is the little 
in the do- down corner. What it, what would you call that? That little like you know, it's it's got like it's like my bloody Valentine. The little heart drips. It looks like yeah. you know someone did this like on their Macintosh, uh, <laughs> and it's just like established 1981. Like with the little company. Just if when you watch it, folks, pay attention to that. It's something that like these classic films have. 70s and 80s, especially. Yeah, Friday Thirteenth has it yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a like a t- like the company card or it's, the company it's like from- the copyright stamp or something like that's that. That's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's our opening, and I love the opening because you're right. It sets us up like okay, there's going to be some lusting around, oh. and now we have a serial killer who's ma- or, well, we don't know if it's a serial killer yet, but we have a masked killer who's pretty brutal. I mean, using oh, yeah. a pickaxe. Yeah. And uh, interesting fact number one. Uh, it's never mentioned in this film that it's a coal mining, uh, company, but it is, uh, yeah, I was like, what are they mining? It is coal, but it never directly references that. So this was shot in Canada. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. That's not the fun fact. The fun fact is <laughs> the town was so excited that they're going to have a film in their town and in their mining, uh, in their, uh, mine, that they spent $50,000 of their own money, the, the city's money, to restore the mine. And then the production crew came in and said, shit, they spent $75,000 of their budget to distort it back to what it was. Oh, my God. So we're already at a loss driving into our filming location for My Bloody that. Valentine. Yes. And this is an actual mining town. That uh, sounds like my stupid city. That yeah. sounds like something my stupid <laughs> oh, city would do. Oh, mine too. Mine yeah. too. Yeah, we like, oh, we got, we got, let's, let's act like we've never been around people before. Let's go all out and spend 50 grand on yeah. restoring something. Like My town's doing that right now, actually. They're so restoring their mine? They're not their mine, but they're parking. They, they like this reverse parking thing and these weird turnarounds. And it's a small town. Like, you don't need turnarounds. But anyway, that's what they're spending their money on these days. Taxes. Let me tell you something. No, I'm not going to do that. Anyway. So that's our our interesting fact number one or number that's two. So, I guess that's so. You imagine like oh we got this perfect place <sighs> we're gonna film in. We and can't is- wait. We've we've booked it. We've got insurance. We got everything ready to go. And then you show up and it's pristine. And the whole point of the movie, which was called the secret, nobody wanted to wanted them to know that it was a, a Valentine movie because they didn't want it to get stolen. Oh Even gosh, though- yeah, yeah. You you know no no that's I'm not gonna shit on that. That's probably a, it was probably a huge like risk or or uh opportunity for other people it's a risk and an opportunity but what's the funny thing about this what weekend does this happen on valentine's day weekend <laughs> valentine's day weekend yes uh saturday the 14th oh what <laughs> yes this movie starts on thursday the 12th yes and concludes on saturday the 14th what's in between there no let me see hold on hold on okay because math is not my strong suit okay hold on 12 okay, 14 thir- okay, no hold on thursday right was the 12th yeah so friday okay hold on saturday <laughs> friday, friday the, the 13th, 13th. <laughs> that's where we're at there was a quick not they never show friday the 13th but it happens over this weekend if it's saturday the 14th which i couldn't get through that film that exists it's like a parody film really yeah uh i didn't know about that jeffrey tambor plays like a a real vampire and I, I i maybe got like 10 minutes into it and i'm like i can't watch this that reminds me there's a holidays movie did you know about this yes. Ke- kevin smith isn't did we mention that before probably not not in, not when we talked about holidays no okay so that's that's a thing we'll watch it maybe someday but yeah yeah anyway. um no but 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 
that's so funny. They're like, we're not going to tell you what it is, but uh, there's so many similarities to everything slasher. There's even a character in there called Michael, which to me, anytime you name a character, Michael, Jason, the Kincaid's dog's name is, is Jason. Mm-hmm. The one that pees on Freddie. There's a Freddie Buster Rhymes name is Freddie. Like don't, I hate that shit. Yeah. And it, I really hate that shit. It's in here. There's a lot of it in here. Like little tiny nods here and there that kind of say there's there's so many vibes in this film. I'm like, ooh, that reminds me of this film and this film and this film. And I think that's on purpose. These guys love their slasher flicks. This one stands apart in certain ways. There are two versions of the film. Oh. There are there's the theatrical version, which you can watch pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one that sets my bloody Valentine and our killer away from everyone. And that is the original cut, which is an extra nine minutes, which adds so much more aggression to our killer really and opens up every single kill a little bit more. This thing got slammed with uh, the, the rating system. The MPAA. They got an R rating and it's not even close to what it wanted to be. Apparently, our our makeup crew did so well that the director was throwing up on the set. Like, okay, this look, is, folks, <laughs> we've opened up a can of worms on this film. There's so. obviously going to be some spoilers. I mean, it's not. You should watch these podcasts, <laughs> movies, or uh, videos, and watch and listen to us, knowing that uh, you should watch these movies. At already as well. This is not a watch long, but you should watch these movies. Uh, we're going to obviously be talking about plot points and huge spoilers in this movie. So obviously, uh, and that goes for, that goes without saying for everything, but there are hearts being taken out of victims yes. and placed into Valentine's day boxes that resemble, you know, they resemble hearts, you know, hearts, 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 <laughs> hearts. And I could say that, right? They resemble those, uh, you know, where the chocolates and in that they're putting human hearts. The hearts look so realistic, real, the the, yes. the fake human hearts. I mean, there's a boiled one. Mm-hmm. There is a fresh one. There's I think there's a uh, one that was in a dryer. No, that was just a person. That wasn't their heart. But anyway, there's some real cool effects happening in this movie. Yes. So much so that they had to be cut out because they're so realistic or so, so gory. They that- had to be cut out from... From the chest? Rip them out. Yes. That's how bad it was. I mean, Harry Warden, who was stuck in the mine, we see is a cannibal. Spoiler. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just look up... <laughs> Just look up <laughs> Harry Warden. There's one shot of Harry Warden without a mask or anything, and it's hilarious. And, that, and I think that day is when the makeup crew was probably... They took their day off. Yeah. I, I think it's before <laughs> they got... They were probably the ones... Uh, de- like making the mind look old again. You yeah. know, they're the ones like, oh shit, we got to do that. Somebody else go take care of uh, Harry. Well, so. let me tell you, uh, Lance, watching this movie, and I, every time we do one of these folks, uh, uh, Lance and I either like to pull from memory or we do definitely like to watch Fresh Again, which is so fun and is what we like to invite you guys to do with us because watching these movies with the idea that you want to be not hypercritical, but a huge fan. Be a fan of the source material, which is what we try to do. Watching this the other day, Lance, let me tell you, <laughs> this movie is going to be, I mean, it honestly is one of my top slashers of all time. Yes. I, I will recommend this movie. Everybody says, 
I need movie recommendations. You ever people post like, oh, they post, like I need movie recommendations? Man. They're like, I need it. And then you give it to them and they're like, what is it? I'm like, I'm sorry that all my recommendations probably are horror, but at the same time, these movies fucking rock. Yes. I'm not going to give you bad horror recommendations. You know, I'm not going to tell you to go watch Troll 2 unless you're like out of viewing, midnight viewing when like everybody's like shitting on it. Then that's fun. But like My Bloody Valentine, 1981. Mm-hmm. It's got almost, it's got everything. It's, uh, it's, of course, it's a slasher. It's a masked villain. Uh, it's a unique killing option as far as like his tool. Um, it's a whodunit. Yes. You know, we don't know. I mean, it's very ambiguous. It's like, well, is it really Harry or, you know, Harry, because Harry Warden was caught and committed to an insane asylum back you know, when he originally attacked, right? Cause that's what this town is known for. It's like, uh, the town has such a sketchy past mm-hmm. that at this, but it's 20 years later at this point, Valentine bluff is they're making Valentine's cards and Harry wardens on to on them. You know, they're like, he's almost like, you know, their local Boogie hero. Man. Yeah. But it's like, Yes, it was a heinous, you know, gross act that he killed, you know, some people, but it's fine. This is what we're known for. It's like, I don't know if you're like the town that is the birthplace of Charlie Manson. And you're like, yeah, come visit us. Have your Charlie Manson portrait taken or whatever the fuck. Right. Like it, there's no tourism in this town or anything no. like that. It's a very small mining town. And our main characters all work in the mine. I mean, at least the guys do. And then it's their girlfriends and whatnot. You got to work in the mine. You got to know your way around. That's right. <laughs> So again, like small, small, small town. Like think about that. If yeah, something like, big happened there, you get your your news for a year, and then after that, it's kind of like you just move on from it. Um, and our the first you know batch of characters that we get is a bunch of fun loving dudes showering together. Hey, there's nothing wrong with showering together. Um, <laughs> they were actually naked, by the way. Another fun fact. Oh, you can't do that. <clears throat> well, no, no, you, no, you can do that. You can be naked on set. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Trying to remember, and every time Caitlin tells me about it, and I forget about it anyway, it's uh, this is part in Parks and Rec where Chris Pratt, you know, is supposed to be naked at the door, uh-huh. and Amy Poehler opens it. She doesn't know he's going to be naked because his, I mean, it's shot to where he's like blurred out, but he was actually naked and apparently got into a lot of trouble. Anyway, wow. Uh, this was like, yeah. So the point is, is like these guys, you you set like a lot of movies try to establish camaraderie, establish fun loving groups and they miss. Yeah. Like you could tell no chemistry whatsoever. I felt that they cast these men and had them all go on a month long or weekend week retreat yeah. little, to a cabin or yeah, some a shit. Bachelor retreat. Yeah. They yeah. were so I mean, if they weren't all real friends in in real life, that was some of the best acting I've ever seen. Like I mean you get so many cool characters. You get the goofball. You get like what's supposed to be the heartthrob. You get the the leader of the pack. You get like the the, the big goof, uh, a bigger goof. And <laughs> you get, quite frankly, one of the best characters in horror film history. And who was that, Danny? His name is Hollis. <laughs> Hollis is my guy. First of all, he's a bigger guy. Seeing a bigger guy being depicted in a positive way that's not, oh, he's, you know, like what they did with Shelly. I, I hate oh, that. They're like, Shelly, oh, you're fat. And it's like, I'm like, if Shelly's fat, then I'm gargantuan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So Hollis, <laughs> he's a big guy. He's got a fuck 
fucking awesome mustache. Like mustache that like goes like this mustache has its own like fan forum on like horror websites and shit. Yeah. I mean like Hollis's mustache and honestly genuinely he when I say leader of the pack I was referring to Hollis. They listen to Hollis. Yeah. He's not the main character but they listen to him. He commands respect. He's got a l- cute girlfriend who's in love with him. Yeah. I just love that shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Representation matters. Here's a big guy who's like awesome. You mentioned the same character from Black Christmas. Remember, you mentioned Hollis being kind of the comparable. It's kind of interesting how that flips. You know what I mean? Like when Shelly comes around, all of a sudden that flips where it's kind of he's the social outcast. He's the the fat, yeah. funny guy or whatever. Uh, yeah, Hollis kind of brings the rain, man. Like he yeah, is, man. He's, he's awesome to watch. He's fun to watch. He's somebody that you feel comfortable with. Like if Hollis was a part of your party, mm-hmm. as in like if you're throwing a real party or like your party, like, you know, party of five, um, you're like, I like that Hollis is with us. I feel cool. Yeah. I feel safe. I'd like to think of myself as the Hollis. He's of the my Danny group. Gonzalez. I am. I, am, I like to, I want to be the Hollis. You are the Hollis. I'm the Hollis. You're the, he, he's the guy that you would invite to the party. Be like, he's the one that's going to set it off. He's going to get along with everyone. There's right. Everyone's going to have a conversation. But if shit went down... Hollis has you got your gotta, back. You gotta turn to Hollis. That's right. Which let's all we, we gotta talk about uh one of the main plot points of the of the movie. There's a love triangle. A huge well, it's only called my bloody well. Valentine. There must be, be some love aspects of it. Uh there is a uh well, what's the situation? There's a there's a love triangle. We have Axel and Sarah who are dating. They're dating. Yes. Okay. And now we have, uh, what's his name? TJ. TJ, who's just come back to town. Mm-hmm. And I can speak to TJ's character. TJ left his small town to go and make it on his own. Mm-hmm. And TJ fell on his fucking face. Remember, mm-hmm. these aren't high school kids. These are these people are working class. And TJ's come back. He fell on his face. He fits right back in. He goes right back to the mine. And he was once with Sarah before he left. He vanished. But TJ brings a lot of extra, you know, baggage with himself because his name is TJ because his name is Tom Jr. Hanniger mm. Mine is the name of the mine. Hanniger is also the mayor. Hanniger is uh Tom Hanniger Sr. is TJ's father. So, you know, establishes a little I don't want to be here, Dad, but if I'm here, you know, if if my son is here, he's gonna work in the mine. Yep. Let me just talk about I love the way they kind of talk to each other in this movie. It kind of has a little bit of, uh, hey, let me tell you something. See? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it has a little bit of that in certain aspects. It's like when, uh, so Axel and TJ are like at each other's throats almost, you know, the whole movie. In almost like a, like a very um, pleasant way. Like they, they, they look like they're going to coexist. Yeah. I feel that from the beginning. Like I think these guys are going to work it out. But there's a point where they're in the mine. And uh, Axel's being, you know, extra of a hard ass on TJ. And they're like, what's with this guy? Like Hollis asks him. And TJ is like, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he's like, yeah, that son of a bitch is giving me such grief. And he keeps it up, I'm going to bust his ass, see? But I, like, he just like, th- he's just talking about it in that way. And it may be the character of um, the actor himself. Um, TJ is played by uh, a British actor. And I love at one point, he just gives up on the American accent. He's like, <laughs> he, he, he just gives up on it. He's like... <laughs> Hollis and Sarah are down in the mine. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're Irish what as well. Yes. What just happened here? And I'm like, but like when I said it made sense about a Canadian, there's some like, 
Midwestern Canadian feel accent to some of the characters in the movie. It feels very that way. Like, uh, no, don't you know, but that's not yeah. Canadian, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, one of the things I love about this, I mean, that love triangle kind of continues on and TJ moves in on Axel's girl. Hey, TJ was there first. Right. TJ was there first. Listen, TJ goes and picks up Sarah from her job oh. and says like, you're coming with me. Let's go. Sarah could have said, no, let's go. She kind of said no, but I was like, all right, I'll go. Right. Because look, the heart wants what the heart wants, Lance. Okay. Yeah. And we all know that young hearts beat fast. If, uh, if Karate Kid told us anything yeah. and Sarah is, look, I'm not going to shit on Sarah, but Sarah is, uh, making things a little bit harder than they have to be because you got two guys who are, or vying for her. And she has a conversation with Hollis's girlfriend. Uh, her name is, Hollis's uh, girlfriend. um, cause she's very important because she is, uh, she's probably the only, I mean, like Hollis loves her. She loves Hollis and she's like, she gets, she kind of like pushes some major moments to happen. Like, let's go down in the mine. Sylvia. Huh? Sylvia? So Sylvia and, and Sarah are walking down the street and Sylvia's like, look, you're just going to have to pick. Do you want Axel or do you want TJ? You can't have both. And Sarah's like, hmm. Like, yeah, she wants both because I guess like, look, this is not me currently, babe. Okay, listen. <laughs> but like uh, when, you know, someone is... is um being pulled in two different directions and like one side represents something that you don't get from the other side and vice versa. Maybe you want, you're like, can I just take a list in this? And let me just, it's like, I want the, can I get the burger? But I don't want the fries. I want the onion rings. Starting right? to do the Loomis voice, but just a little bit there. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, it'd be nice if I had just a little bit. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so I, like, I'm not going to shit on her. It's not a normal thing to kind of like, you don't know what you're doing. You're, I mean, TJ's back. He was the love of your life. You're a little mad at him for leaving you. It's all fine. Yeah. That's why I think this movie works so well is because there are certain aspects that it's like, I would see, I could see this in any other movie. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a horror movie. Right. So we have our personal drama and then we have our town drama, which is the fact that we are going to have the first Valentine's Day dance in 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. And they're, they're we're putting it together. These these cast of characters are putting this party together. And the reason, real quick, that the Valentine's Day dances were canceled was because on the last Valentine's Day dances when Harry Warden went nuts. So they're yeah. like, no more Valentine's Day, no more. Right. And there's a big threat of if you hold the dance... Harry Warden's going to come back. So this is 1981, and we've already been introduced in 1980 to Crazy Ralph from mm -hmm. Friday the 13th. So we have another Crazy Ralph-ish character. He's like the, um, you know, beware of the Ides of March, yep. basically. Uh, he's the uh, barkeep of the local watering hole. Happy. Yeah, happy. And uh, yeah, he's the one that's, he's basically the, what is it? When you, when you he's the backstory. He yeah. tells the tale of Harry Warden. He tells it through his eyes. And I love it because it's, it's, I don't know if you've ever been like, you know, around with your friends and someone's like, it's your turn to tell a scary story. <laughs> and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got it. I got it. And yeah. you don't want to tell it, You're like, I'm going to try it. But you wanted to end it like, and just when you thought that the killer can never be seen again, he was right there, you know? And you like, you have that moment. Well, he has that moment. Like, it could be you. And everyone's just like, <gasps> yeah. Anyway. I love the, the close-ups on him every single time. It was like a big 70s, 80s thing where yep. somebody's giving you the crazy eye and telling you the story. You had got to be like super close. It almost like face. he looked right into the lens. Too. Yeah. It's like looking down your soul. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, we have happy, which was also I. Just he wasn't happy though. Was not very happy. He was not very happy. But continuing our connection to Black Christmas, he was in Black Christmas as part of the search party. So how about that? There's slashers, another fact for you. Slashers connection. It's almost like if they if there was a song to tie uh like being happy oh or God. being like totally relaxed in an area where there are slashes. It's almost like it is like slashers paradise. Is that number two that you've gotten out today? Just today. Just today. Well, <laughs> we we got more shows to come. Um, all right. Now we have we have so we also have the mayor mm-hmm. who's running around and also that's Tom's dad. Yes, and then we have the sheriff. Sheriff, uh, uh, Jake Doobie. They call him Doobie. Doobie. They Is- call him Doobie. But why doesn't he have a, a badge? Well, because no one's ever going to look at his shirt because they're looking at his fucking hair. He has a name tag. What's it say? I'm Doobie. <laughs> he has no badge. No, yes, and you love his hair. I, I I don't love his hair, Lance. You do? I don't love his hair. That's all I heard about was his hair. Well, because if you look at it, he looks like a fairy. <laughs> well, like like uh, an elf. It from no, there was like uh, legend. He looks like Gump from Legend. No, <laughs> it's the eyebrows. It's weird. It's like it's like the hair. It it almost looks like a piece. And you know what? It's fine if it is. I don't what? know if it is. It's just it has the edges. He's really edged up. It, it's got some edges. I don't on know. It. It, it may it may be the shape of his eyes. They're a little like super almondy. Anyway, the guy looks very fantastical. I I feel I think I feel Don Franks is his name. I believe not yeah. Don Shanks, but Don Franks. <laughs> and um, I feel like I remember them saying like guest starring. Don Franks. Yeah, the guys. I mean, if you look at his uh, uh, headshot on IMDb, he's very much like you know. So that makes me think that he came in and was like, "I'm going to play the sheriff my way," and totally forgot his badge because <laughs> he's got he's got like the 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 aerial. What is it? Uh, uh like the uh, bomber jacket. The, he's got the bomber jacket. He's just got one name tag. The collar like, shirt. You know, like nothing matches. He doesn't look like a sheriff of any town. Well, because look, sheriffs. Uh, I just, I mean, I realized this after watching a bunch of like movies where like the sheriff characters just thrown around so loosely. They're elected officials. Yeah. You don't have to have, I mean, you have to have some training. You have to have some experience, but like you don't have to be the best. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, this guy grew up with everybody. He was always the straight lace guy. You know, he, he, just, yeah, he, he seems like, ah, oh, that's, you know, Doobie. They even call him Doobie. Yeah. Like they're not, this is like sheriff. Is that his? Please tell me that's his real last name is Doobie. It's not Doobie. It's like Jake. Isn't it Burke? No. no uh, I don't know. Jake but they call something. him Doobie. Like, sorry. I mean, isn't Doobie another word for like a, a smoking a Doobie or whatever, right? right. Like, right. So, like. And they're what? giving him shit. I mean, again, our cast of characters are a bunch of fun loving dudes. I mean, we have uh, quite a few pranks in this. Right. Yes. Uh, it's 20 years, which. Can I just talk about something? Yes. Maybe don't throw the big return of the Valentine's Day dance on an even number (laughs) or like a specific anniversary. This is the 20th anniversary. If I'm a killer and I want to get away with it, I'd be like, it's the 17th anniversary. 
<laughs> I'll return then. That's it's, a movie. Right. <laughs> 17 years in the making. God bless it. Wait, wasn't that the whole H2O? <laughs> no, he was 17. He was 17. Okay, I'll do it another one. It's the 37th year. There we go. There it is. That's a random number. It's like 43 <laughs> years. You know? Yeah. Wait till like, it's like, if it's a 20 year celebration, I'm over here like, you know, looking around. I was, I'm, I was I'm like that. On I'm going on vacation. <laughs> yeah. On the 10th, I was looking around. On the 15th, I was looking around. And on the 20th, I'll be looking around. And the 20th is when the shit happens. Yep. Be, you know, try and cover your tracks a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we've kind of introduced some of the, the main characters okay. here. I want to go into some of the deaths because whew, they are some of the best of the 80s uh, slashers. Mm-hmm. But only if you get this uncut version because... One of my favorite deaths of probably all 80 slashers is the fountain girl. We we I think it's Sylvia that gets pinned up in the mines. We're we're goofing off in the mines because our great sheriff and mayor do decide we've we've seen some hearts, we've seen some deaths. Oh, they send a heart right to the mayor. Yeah, and we go, we're not doing the dance. The dance is off. So now our group of, of people that we love and, and adore so much are like, we're going to the mines. We're going to throw a party anyway. Yeah, it's Tom's idea. He's like, how about my father's mine? We'll throw a party down there. Right. And don't you fucking say anything. And don't happy. you tell Doobie. I don't want him sniffing around. He's don't say anything happy and happy. No. So happy sets his little trap. Yeah. Which is awesome. He he sets up this trap for the kids and thinks it's the <laughs> most awesome thing ever. He gets so tickled. Yes. By it. Three times he goes back to check out. So he... He goes into this closet of the mine. He knows that the kids are going to go down there for their party and set up. This is Friday the 13th. It doesn't tell you it's Friday the 13th, but this is Friday the 13th, the evening of. <laughs> and he goes to this closet and sets up the overalls, the mask with the light, and ropes off this little arm crank, which is extremely dangerous. He's going to kill somebody because it's a full spring action. When you open the door, boom, you're going to get a pickaxe to the chin. <laughs> And that's exactly what he does. Three times he opens the door. <laughs> Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking happy and proud of himself. Yes. And on the fourth try, he walks away. <laughs> and he doesn't even hear any. There's no sound to this. He's just it's like. It's almost like he thinks, uh, I was laughing a little while ago. I want to laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> like he got such a high off. He's like, yeah. oh, I want to look again. So he goes back. And who's there? Who's there? Well, my, Mr. Harry Warden. Well, who? Okay, we are. It's supposed to be Harry Warden. Why? Because Doobie is like, all right, I got the Valentine. We, I saw uh, Hanniger get the Valentine with the heart in it. I got to check the most probable suspect. It's the guy who would do this fucking shit, Harry Warden. Yeah. Let me call the hospital where he's at. He was committed. He was committed by the court. So he calls the hospital. They're like, we don't, we don't know where he's at. We have no record of him. Nobody knows him. D- call back tomorrow. It's like calling like the unemployment division. Oh, uh, ooh, ee, if you get to talk to somebody, am I right? Uh, so <laughs> they, it's ambiguous if it's Harry or not. They have no records of him, but they have to check the microfilms, and that's going to take a few days at least. He's yeah. like, call me when you have it. And she's like, oh my god, right? So it could be Harry. It should be Harry. It probably is Harry. But we don't know if it's Harry. No, we don't know for sure. But our killer, we are just going to refer to as Harry Warden. We're going to refer to him as my bloody Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Warden is who we think the killer is. He's got the gas mask. He's got the the mining hat with the light. That's right. And the pickaxe. That's who's killing people is the miner. We'll call him the miner. I like Harry Warden. Okay, we'll call him Harry Warden. 
But I like, like the my- <laughs> this is the fifth time we've gone back and forth on this. <laughs> anyway, some of these kills are incredible. Once we get to the party in the mines, um, there's one where Harry will shove a girl, and it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre onto the hook kind of a thing. But it's oh, yeah, it's yeah. actually in the showers where we originally met the whole cast of guys, and he actually in the uncut version you will see. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, uh, tell me, because I haven't seen it. Stuffs her head into the fountain, uh-huh. and now we have a fountain of blood coming out of her mouth, which I thought was one of the coolest things I had ever seen. Like, they went full board. Oh, you want some gore? Oh, mm-hmm. slashers? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we got you. We got you. Oh, you want, you. you want you want you want a, a arrow through the neck of Kevin Bacon? We got better than that. We got, Let's we got go. you. Oh, you want somebody coming out of the dry? What? What would they look like if they were in the dryer for 20 minutes? Let me just talk to you about something real quick. Is that what's going to happen to me if I get locked in a dryer for 20 minutes? Yes. My skin is literally going to peel off? Yes. I'm going to be I'm gonna be skin peel off? <laughs> <laughs> like rice peel off? Peel off. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that is a gross uh, scene. Um, Mabel, who is running the town's decorations, you know, she's putting she's putting hearts all over the place. Everything is decorated. She's at this laundromat, and yep. she gets killed by Harry Warden because every you know the warning has already come. Yeah, don't do this dance. I told you, ass. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it's always in a riddle, you know. Beware, beware, all this shit. So you know, Mabel, bless her heart, gets killed and then gets stuffed into a dryer and doobie finds her first and doobie tries to cover it up no panic we're gonna cancel the dance no panic right she did not die in a heinous extremely heinous extremely heinous uh way she had a heart attack and that's it right so they say we're gonna cancel everything and of course the kids say we're gonna throw they're gonna throw but uh throw their own party but that kill her face peeling off i mean i haven't seen that since Michael dipped Karen, Nurse Karen in the in that scalding hot. Yeah. Uh, hey, same year. No, one, one year later. Two years. Eighty-one. Same yeah, year. same year. Oh wow! Some yeah. burnt off faces in the same yeah, year. We're we're, hey, we're cranking everything. Up. God, I wish I was. Ugh, wish I was older in that time to go see that for the first time. I would have been losing it. Sorry, right, I saw it later, and here I am. Uh, talking you, about but, it. No, but can you imagine, like, like if you had seen, if you were in, it's it's 1981. You're like, I'm gonna have a good time at the movies. <laughs> you see, My Bloody Valentine. You see, Halloween two. What a time to be alive! Swear to God. I know, man. Everything's a threat. You know what I mean? Like everything. A lot. Yeah. Like the laundry, the the hot tub at the Can't, bottom of yeah. the hospital that everyone goes in. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the the mine. The mine. So back to the mine. What a creepy place to have a horror film. You don't have to you, look. Whew. If you, a dark corner is good enough, Lance. A dark corner is good enough. Yeah. No, this is dark <clears throat> pits. Yes. Depths, endless depth. Well, not endless, but like eventually endless depths, but not by any str- short stretch. We're talking about two thousand feet of dug terrain, subterranean stuff. We're talking about sixty feet deep pools of random water we're talking about methane levels we're talking about dark uh, soot all over we're talking about rats i mean all that is disgusting enough then you're gonna add a crazed killer yeah 
with a pickaxe. Yeah. Come on, man. And a couple of people that have no idea where they're going. There's so many different paths on this, which I don't think this film highlighted enough. And there is a remake to this film that does highlight that pretty well, but we'll get to that later. Um, well, well, I will say yes. about the party that they end up throwing. Oh yeah. Because look, Tom, it's, 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 it's going to be the, it's, it's Jacob versus Edward, right? It's Tom <laughs> versus Axel. Who are you picking for me? Axel started off. He was like, I like Axel. He's, he's cool. Yeah. He's just a guy who's working. He loves this girl. Then Axel is honestly, he's, he's his own saboteur as it were. He sabotages his own game with Sarah he gets a little too paranoid about TJ. Sarah gives him really no reason to believe this. And then, you know, he just kind of like gets a little too handsy with her, gets a little too aggressive. He's a little too machismo. And then Axel kind of just shoots himself in the foot and TJ kind of swoops in. But like TJ obviously doesn't make it easy. What I'm saying here is, is that for the first part, I'm really team Axel. Like, yeah, like, all right, TJ, you don't look like the heartthrob. First of all, you look like a creep with that hair. And he's just like staring at them from across the bar, playing shuffleboard in the worst way. <laughs> Why are you so angry throwing these fucking, these, these pucks or whatever? You're not supposed to throw them that fast. If you haven't hit them off the board by that time, dude, you lost the game. You know, I've played <laughs> shuffleboard and it's okay. But here's the point. Up until the moment where Axel starts getting a little bit too much of a dickhead, you're like, oh, shit. Now I got to like TJ. But what I love about the movie is that they make you like TJ. Yeah. Because he's like, ah, well, screw the hol- screw that the Valentine's dance is, is uh, canceled. How about we throw a party over at the mine? That's my father's mine. <laughs> Let's throw a party over there. Yeah. Right? And Hollis is like, oh, yeah, the mine. What a great idea. And everybody's on board with it. Yeah. <laughs> And the person who's most on board with it, of course, is like the big goof. What's the goof's name? It's uh, oh, um, is uh, it Harry? It's not Harry. It's something like Howard. Howard. Howard is the big goof. But he's like, when I say the big goof, he's like the guy who's like, I'm gonna snort some, you know, drink through my nose and drink it in my mouth. Yeah, he he's snorts like, Coke. Coca Cola. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I always want to snort Coke. So he's this guy who's just like being extra, like goofy. And when I tell you guys that Hollis <laughs> is one of the greatest characters in horror film history. I don't say that lightly because he delivers a line that you may have said yourself, that you may have heard other people say, that you probably have heard other people say in film, yeah. but it is not delivered any way close to as good yeah. as Hollis delivers the line. And the line is this, we're talking about the party, right? And, TJ is there saying, let's throw the party down at my father's at the mine. And Hollis is like, "Eh, I don't know if that's a good idea. And Howard with his big goof ass is like, Oh yeah, let's throw a party at the mine. Beware of Harry Warden. (laughs) And he starts to reach towards TJ and Hollis and Hollis just grabs his hand and says, shut the fuck up and throws his hand back at him. And honestly, folks, I swear to God, that is, I wish I could have that just ready on my person. Somebody says something to me. I press a button. Hollis's shut the fuck up comes out instead of mine. Honestly, it's, I re- I rewind it like three or four times. Caitlin gets annoyed, but I do it. I do it. I'm like, I need to hear the way he says this. It's beautiful. You can't say it any better. No, you can't. And it's rarely ever said. It's kind of like what you mentioned in the the Halloween uh, episodes that we said. Like, there is a way to say 
Michael Myers. Yes. Downstairs, right? Yes. There's a way to say, shut the fuck up. And Hollis says it. Hollis nails it. Fuck. There's the there's the bar. And yeah. Hollis is sitting on top of it. You're talking about a guy with like very loose. <laughs> the hair is is obviously my man crush for Hollis is huge. But like he's got the hair. He like he's never like oh, I'm a big guy, so I can't do things like that the fit guys would do. He just like owns himself. He's confident. <laughs> I fucking love Hollis, man. Yeah. Like he's got the, he, he's got the glasses. He's, he's got the, the mustache, the hair, the hat's like on like this at one point. Um, and he doesn't give a shit. Nope. He doesn't care because he's cool and he like carries himself well. So like Hollis is the man. Hollis reminds me of like the old, the old softball dads. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He's drinking beer. He could probably crush the ball when he wants to, but he can't field it for shit. You know, like he's just one of those softball dads. I love that. I'm imagining Hollis just going up to the plate, just being like, all right, give me what you got. I don't give a shit. Yeah. He he just, he plays first, he plays first base or catcher. Like he just doesn't give a fuck to be in the field, but he will fucking slam the ball. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. All right. So we're, we're in the mine. Harry is chasing down people. We're taking them out one by one. We get some of the best deaths I I can you know even tell you about. I think Howard goes down um, in a noose in a very gruesome way, which again I think it shows more in the unrated version. Wait a minute. Uh, who get? Uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on this. He's the tall redhead dude who, when he kisses his girlfriend, <laughs> Andy <Dalton? laughs> yeah, Andy Dalton. When Andy Dalton kisses his girlfriend, <laughs> did you see it? He palms her head because he's really tall. He palms her head like this or like basketballs it and picks her up to kiss, you know, to kiss, and then puts her down. And she just loves it. She's just so happy. He's the most awkward actor ever because remember he goes and gets beer in the mine. She's the one that actually gets put up on the fountain or becomes the bloody fountain. Yeah. He comes back and says, "All right." All right, all right. I mean, he's That's so all he has to say is all right. He's just revved up, ready to go because he thinks his girlfriend's in the shower. Turns out she's on the shower, but uh, <laughs> he just reminds uh, me of Andy Dalton the whole time. And no, he's he's one that actually tells the sheriff what's going down at but, the mine. But the reason I bring that up is because I want to talk about this moment because as an actor, actually, yeah, he is pretty awkward. But like, <laughs> so few times in horror do they show. Which is why I really am gushing so much about Halloween 2018, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm hoping that they really lean into in Halloween Kills the effects, the effects that it has on yeah. the victims. Of course, the victims who who die, that's tragic and terrible. But the ones who are left alive in their wake, you know, you never realize that you're, you just see body count. Well, what about their cousin? What about their, their boyfriend, their lover, you know, their, their mom or dad, how are they affected? You know, like that's one thing also that zombie gets right in Halloween too. When he, the, the dad of Linda going and talking this guy, Andy Dalton for, you know, is just (laughs) destroyed dude. Yeah. You see when he sees his girl in the shower, ah, my heart breaks at me because like, you know, you have to like go through life and, you know, you sympathize with characters. But if you depict characters going through real emotions in traumatic experiences, that's exactly what a horror. I mean, yes, there are there's room for all types of horror. What I'm saying here is, is like there can be good horror movie, good movies, good plot, good story within the horror. And you see him. He's just. Not just him. No. Uh, someone else lost their boyfriend or like per- person yeah. that they're looking into, and they're just they're the ones that go and tell Doobie that the stuff is going down at the mine, that that's where the, everyone's being attacked, and it's just uh, he's been cr- the snot's coming out of his yeah. nose. He's yeah, crying. Yeah. She's terrible. 
that you can physically see that they are distraught. Their world has changed. I've been yes. hearing that a lot lately with people that they lose a certain person in their life and their world changes. The world just changed because this person is gone. Not only is that person gone, but they're gone in a heinous action. I mean, can you imagine uh, this girl that, I mean, when he's by all intents and purposes, we don't know if Andy Dalton and his girl got together. Like I'm, when I mean got together, you know, uh, she's so sweet. She's like, we, let's get a couple of beers. Like they're just making out and like, you know, yeah. one of the, uh, where they have all the coveralls and stuff. And you know, he's just a sweet guy. He's like, I'll go get it. He like thinks that she's making, you know, we need protection or whatever. And he has all that stuff. And maybe he's never had any kinky stuff. So he's so excited right. with his, with his leather vest. <laughs> all right. All right. Like he's just, and then he's like, Oh no, all oh. wrong. Yeah. And again, like if we could have seen what actually, because the theatrical version does not have it, but if you see the real version, you're like, oh my God, like he really did that. You know, I mean, like, like, you know, the people that made this film were fans of slasher films. There, there's just, oh, no. that's all there is to it. And they watched and they watched and they watched and went, oh, we're going to keep our own little secret. And they pay a little homage and make things, you know, they increase things. That's why this movie, I feel like so many people love it. But at the same time, it's a little underrated because you don't get to see everything that they intended for you to see. I believe it's underrated, uh, Lance, because also uh, you could chalk it up to another holiday cash grab. Which, like, it's February and we're talking about it, but God bless it. We could have been talking about this at any other, any month of the year. This is a good movie. Yes, the Valentine Day parts are just... An extra aesthetic. I the think. name of the town is Valentine Bluff. Like, there's, there's some extras that are thrown on there, and it adds for some fun for the film, but it's not a, totally about Valentine's Day in that sense. Like something major happens on that day, and we have the trauma of the town afterwards. And so basically, where we're at basically is that this town is now re- going through it again. We don't know if it's Harry Warden, but people are dying. They finally get the authority to know. Which is Doobie. And now he is, he, he had this idea that shit was going down in the mine, but they were, you know, they, they were hot. Okay. Also, I got to talk about that party that they throw oh, yeah. at the yeah, rec man. center of the mine. Sign me up any day of this week and any week. I'm sorry. That party is awesome. There's, there's a thing with you, I've noticed. Because you what? love the party in H2O. You love the makeshift naughty parties in horror films. I do. The but parties he, that are not supposed to happen and the kids just throw together. Yes. That's where Danny wants That's where Halls wants to be. But do you want to know what else? It's, it's about nooks. I think it's all about nooks. Nooks, <laughs> slices of your little world, bringing two things that aren't supposed to. Because like in H2O... He's like, this is a thing that I'm, you've never been down here. This is yeah. like two worlds meeting. These girls are like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like when you would take your friends to the ranch or like for me, I would, you know, Hey, let's go party at the ranch. And you're like there, you're like seeing it, seeing them experience it for the first yeah. time. I think that's what the allure was of the mind in general. And I'll get to that real quick, but let me talk about them. This party has freaking everything. Moosehead beer. Yeah, let's go. Oh, they've got lots of, be- they've got snacks. They're throwing chips out. Like they, like they raided the supermarket and people are boiling hot dogs in the back. Shit. They have a kitchen. They have pool tables. They have cards. They have, I mean, honestly, I don't understand how this isn't the place where we go party. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I'm saying here is, is like, I want to be at that party. Cause it's like, it's, it's wild. I'm sorry. It's, 
enough to where you could go wild, mm-hmm. but it seems like it'll never get too out of hand. Yeah. If there wasn't a killer around, obviously. It's funny because you brought that up. There's another boiling head thing. That, <laughs> that kid kind of adds some context to the small town thing because he's going like, I just want to get the hell out of here. Like he wants to party one last time and then he's booking it out of town. He's in the new TJ. I, mean, I kind of forgot about that, but the, that's that's that unsung like we need to get out of our small town. I think everybody who feels that way can relate to those moments. I think there's honestly uh, a lot in this movie that different walks of life can relate to. Yeah. You can relate to the guy that wants to leave the small town. You can relate to the people that have to come back. You can relate to the people who don't want to leave who are just happy. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's certain, like, honestly, dude, you're watching this movie and you see this little town has got, they've got, they don't need anything else. You get, it, I think there's something comforting about being able to get up in the morning. If you're, if you're a man in that, in that town and not that you have to be, but for the majority, the men in that town get up, uh, and they go work their ass off. Yeah. And you, you you don't have, it's like, it's grunt work. It's honest work. And mm-hmm. you get to just live it up at the end of the day. But you get to work with your friends. You're cutting it up. It's never yeah. really hard work. I mean, it is hard work. But what I'm saying is like, it's never really like, you know, punching a clock and being around people I don't like. You know what I mean? It's like, they all genuinely like each other. And it's that moment, like when they all clock out, they're hitting yeah. the town and they go see their girls, dude. It's like. Everyone's a friend. Everyone knows each other. I mean, everyone in this town knows who they are. There's something comforting about that. Yeah. I think that's what um, makes this movie such a nice slice of, you know, horror life as it is. Um, is it, there's something just so, yeah, like I said, comforting, but there's also something so familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you've grown up in a big city your whole life, then you don't understand. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's not like you can't watch it if you if you can't relate. No, not at all. And again... When you have a cast of characters like this that you understand, just they all know each other. They work hard. They play harder. Yeah, I like that. So when they do die in front of you. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. But as an audience member, you're like, oh, not him. You know, not her. Like, why? <laughs> no, but you're kind of torn apart. You're torn You're torn in between. Oh, damn it. Not, Ho- not Hollis. Yes, Hollis dies, folks. And yeah. he doesn't die in like the, I think that was, was that another victim of the uncut version? Yeah, because the one I watched, he just has a nail in his head and he flops down mm-hmm. on the ground. So I got You can't find the uncut version, huh? Uh, you can. Scream Factory has put it out, but it's only on Blu-ray. I'm gonna buy it tonight. I think it's like twenty-five bucks. Go find. Theatrical versions on Prime. You guys can watch it. Um, yeah, please do that. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Hollis dies with a nail to the head. You said Howard dies, and now we're we're. We're stuck in the mine. Okay, so here's what happens. There's the rec room, then there's the mine. Hollis takes Sylvia, Howard, and Sarah down the mine. Yeah. Because they're like, let's go down the mine. Oh, we Axel and TJ have a fight. Blah. They have a fight, and Axel whoops TJ's ass, let's be honest. Uh, he does, dude. He does. He punches him like twice, and Axel and TJ can't even get a punch in. Then, if you notice, TJ's like buttoned up, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you leave her alone, Axel? Right? He's telling him. <laughs> and then Axel and him get into a fight. Then by the end of the movie, TJ's like full taco meat chest hair <laughs> just with a bandana just like trying to be all the sex he's like where are you guys going you're going down in the mine and Hollis is like dude I'm gonna take your girl to calm down we're gonna go on a little this little fun they're gonna go in the in the in the rail cars they're gonna get in the rail cars mm-hmm. 
he says it that way. And they're going to go down the mine. Just they're going to go down and, uh, you know, take the ride, basically. It's like fun. So that's when the shit really starts because the parties get separated. And then at the rec room, they see the heart in the water. They see the dead body in the freezer. And now Axel and TJ basically join forces to go save the rest of the party that went down the mine. Mm -hmm. So it's coming to it's 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 coming to the end. We don't know if it's Harry really, uh, but you know we eventually find out. We've kind of started pointing fingers here and there. I mean, there's there's a little bit of a hint at who may be and all yeah. this kind of stuff, but. I, there's some cool scenes in this man the mine car ride like, oh i want to be on that ride put on your put, but he makes something he's like i'm like why do they have all these blankets to give to people like he like hollis grabs a bunch of blankets and just gives everybody i'm like yeah because it would be fucking freezing yeah it's so it's like again two thousand feet down it's very deep yeah so there, there's this fun like there's also a fun mine car where harry warden is actually on it with them like can you imagine being stuck and again like the mine car isn't just like this comfortable little ride. Like no. you're ducking while you're riding this thing. So now you got Harry Warden coming after you on this thing. I, I mean, they couldn't have cast a lot of tall people. No, but it's such an interesting scene. Like where, what other slasher movie do you see? Like a mine car with the killer coming after you besides, um, uh, uh, train, um, ducktails. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh jimmy lee curtis the train movie uh oh terror train terror train thank you yeah i mean besides that besides that uh look I, look, look look just some cool things you get to do in a mine you know what i mean absolutely so obviously hollis get you know, meets his end sylvia is very distraught and again they never they don't shy away from it they let you know that the characters are going to be affected by these deaths and i've always like i like that take that moment to show us real pain real anguish because it's real god bless it if you were if you were able to see that your um, loved ones or people that you care about, or your friends, they got killed right in front of you, would just be like, ah, "We gotta go." I mean, yes, you gotta survive, but at the same time, no, you have a you have a moment like when I'm fully like when Sylvia sees Hollis dead, she's gonna stay with him. I'm like, she's gonna stay with him because I kind of probably would be in that situation. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna stay right here. Yeah. Killer can come get me. Y'all, y'all bounce. Uh. So finally, it comes down to we see Axel, TJ, Sylvia, and Sarah all together. They're trying to get out of the mine. So they're doing this whole thing where Axel and TJ know their way around the mine. So they're like on opposite ends of the of the pro of the group. And Axel gets separated. And it you're, it's assumed that Axel, you know, because he makes like a uh, makes a noise and he falls into the water, or you see that his helmet at least is falling down the water and they're like tj help him he's like i can't help him anymore it's 60 feet down and i'm like this dude is fully abandoning the american accent which is i don't care uh, honestly i don't care i wish it would have just played him as an Eng english dude <laughs> yeah you know it'd be like why does he have an english accent don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to what? and that's not an english accent that that's irish. his accent that was kind of irish that's what he's doing yeah that's true he kind of goes in between all these different accents sarah's down in the mine <laughs> Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, culmination, there's Harry Warden, gonna fight TJ, and TJ and him are wrestling around. TJ finally gets to get Harry Warden's mask off, and it's revealed! I believe it's actually Sarah that pulls it off. Sarah pulls it off and revealed! It's Axel! It's Axel! There are no good Axels, just Axel Foley. I mean, in movies. I'm sure oh, there are good... Axel Rose? No? In movies. There are... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Anyway... 
Yes, it's Axel. And what is revealed as soon as you see Axel's face, you know, uh, outside of the mask, it's revealed that he, as a child, saw his dad, yes. who was one of the managers of the people who were responsible for the Harry Warden and his compatriots. Axel, as a kid, is under the bed seeing his dad get killed by Harry Warden and gets scarred for life. Right. And when they pull off his mask, he has tears in his eyes. It's this really quick flashback to this moment of him being under the bed. But again, what you were kind of talking about is like the effects that, be, that you know, this trauma has on people. He saw his he saw this this thing happen. He saw Harry Warden attack. And now here he is. He's playing Harry Warden. He's got the mask. He's got he's killing people, but the he's way, emotional about it. Which I is, guess I guess the way I looked at it, Lance, was it wasn't the fact that he wanted to be Harry Warden. It was the fact that, and I've gone, you know, and thought about this a little bit. He didn't want Valentine's Day to come back because of what happened on the day on that day. Mm-hmm. And think about it. He's warning the town, don't do it, don't do it, because he just doesn't want Valentine's Day. Why? Because the last Valentine's Day that they celebrated, okay, his dad died. All right. That's the way I look at it, because he's not killing people up until this moment. It's been 20 years and nothing's happened because there's been no dances. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, because like, then you tell me, why is he lashing out? Is it because of TJ only? Then why is he killing everybody else? And why is he sending notes to the mayor? No, why is he I, trying to shut Valentine's Day down? You know? That totally makes sense until the very end when he's kind of calling out Harry Warden as his hero. <laughs> well, I think he as I think he's calling out Harry. I think okay, well, I think that's his, that's the moment where he flips the switch and he snaps. Yeah, he snaps. Okay. Oh, because look, um, during the fight and during all that stuff, the the mind collapses on top of Axel. And, you know, TJ and Sarah get out the whole search party with Doobie and, you know, Hannigan Sr. They're coming back and they see, you know, what's going on. And Doobie reveals, well, because uh, TJ says, it's not Harry Warden. It's Axel. And Doobie says, yeah, I know. I got the call. Yeah. Harry's been dead for five years. Thanks for telling us. Jesus Christ. I mean, like. All of it just, I mean, this is the way movies are supposed to be. It was like really nice that it came all the way at the end. And then they find they're digging through the rubble because a bunch of miners show up to like help. And Axel's alive. Yeah. And you were just talking about it. Well, well, well you got to say the scene, man. You're the one that does impersonations around here. So, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this is the reason that this movie sticks in my head. Okay. I mean, yeah. I love Hollis. I love everything about the small town. I love the, the rec center and I love the parties. I love, I love it all. But the part that freaks me out, remember, it's there are different aspects of why we like these movies, and it, it has to scare us. Mm-hmm. This is the scariest part. Axel loses an arm in the rubble. You know, uh, Sarah rushes down. She wants to see Axel, I guess, to like get answers because it's like it's huge. The dude you've been dating is a fucking serial killer or whatever. And he starts, you know, they can't get to him. He doesn't want to be got to, but there's a hole enough to see. And he starts fading into the background. He just starts cursing. This whole fucking town's going to burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry, I'm coming. And as he's saying this, he's fading, fading. And all you see is the headlamp. And when I say fading, he's going back into the mine. Back, yeah. back, back. And it's like, you know that that's endless. I say that, but. Yes, obviously, you know, it does have an end, but it's like for all 
you know he's going to be fading back there for a while and he just keeps on talking and he keeps on fading away and his voice gets fainter and fainter and he says Sarah be my bloody valentine daddy's home he sings something and he just yeah fades away and that's how the movie ends yeah like that's Line, dude. Yeah. But in that, I know that we know that Harry Warden just died, so I guess that makes a little more sense. But he's saying we're coming back, yeah, which is so interesting to me because it's like, is he taking on another? Per- is he taking on Harry Warden's personality? Like, does he know that he has a split personality? And he's like, me and Harry are coming back, and we're both going to be the killer. You know, I mean, it could be. I mean, yeah, if you, if, yeah, if he's using the collective, mm-hmm. right, or the 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 we, you know, he, yeah, he has to mean that he has a backup for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely open for a sequel. Oh, I think, yeah. I mean, for, for sure. This, I'm surprised it didn't get a sequel. Well, it, Danny, they pitched one in 2001. A, a like direct sequel? Yes. Before. The same filmmakers pitched it, but because this film did not do very well because they didn't release the uncut version, uh, <sighs> we did not get that sequel. What would the sequel have been? I don't know. I don't know the concept of that one. I know that it's the same filmmakers, but those same filmmakers came back and did the remake in 2009. Well, they would have had a one-armed Harry Warden, or Axel in this case, so he would have been able to be picked out of a lineup real quick. It would have been another 20 years. It would have been the perfect timing. Uh, sure, yeah. twenty and, and uh, Every 20 you, years. You say perfect timing, but any of you monsters out there, Michael and all you people, if you want to get away with it, don't be waiting for these numbers that it, co- that are perfect. Do it 19. 19, 21. <laughs> do it around do it around the anniversary. Yeah. It's 41 years. Ah, uh, nothing's going to happen. That's eh, fine. Not for another four years at least. Yeah, you hold your breath for the decade pieces, right? Right. Or the half decades. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh and of course, got to mention, it ends with what is <laughs> oh, God. so many more movies should just start doing this. It has its ending theme song. It yeah. has its own theme song. It's a ballad of Harry Warden. It's beautiful. I don't know it by heart. If not, I, I'd sing it. I said this before the show. Every slasher should have their own theme music at this point. I know a lot of comic book uh, heroes get their own these days. I think every slasher needs one from now on. I mean, the ballad of Harry Warden, it's 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 just like... It's very folky, like Neil Young a little bit. It's a little... Right? A little bit. But you could just imagine somebody with a guitar. You can imagine TJ with a guitar in his flannel. He's got a blue one like this. It's blue instead of red, which, dude, you're in a Valentine movie. Get with it. So you could just imagine him on the bluff, you know, just with a guitar singing to Sarah. Hi, yeah. fought Axel in the mine, and now <laughs> you are mine. I don't know. That's not bad. Mine, 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 mine. We'll keep playing with that. We'll okay. keep going with that. Make some music for we'll it. Keep on playing with that. We'll write it down. All right, Danny. Uh, how many sweethearts do you give sweetheart candies? Mm-hmm. Do you give my bloody Valentine 1981? I will give my bloody Valentine 1981 four sweethearts. Perfect. I will give it four sweethearts as well. Uh, I think everyone needs to watch this film. If you're into slashers, if you're into horror films, again, if you can get your hands on this uncut version, there's nine extra minutes and they are crucial moments mm-hmm. because it makes the killer, the minor, Harry Warden, Axel. What else did That's we come it. up with? No. Is that all that we came no. up with? It makes them all a little more badass, a little more aggressive, and you get to see their kills a little bit more. 
And you get to see all the hard work that went into this film, actually, because yeah. there's a lot that you, you miss. Um, but it's still that good of a film where you have to see it. So that's where I stand on it. I mean, if anyone tells you that this movie isn't good, you can just tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's what you can tell them. <laughs> that's Danny. I'm Lance reminding you to lock your doors, bolt your windows, and be my bloody Valentine. Enjoy us next time in Slasher's Paradise.